What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, the Moines? Doc Lad here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Joel Baxley with Baxley Strength. How's it going, Joel? It's going pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be here. Appreciate it. No, not a problem at all. Well, let's go ahead and get started by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what you do now. Um, so I'm from Wichita, Kansas. Um, born there, and then we moved to Florida and moved back. There's a whole long story with that. Um, but after I went to college, played baseball through college, got a degree in exercise science, and my went did an internship for a gym in Wichita. Uh, it was a sports performance gym. Um, that went really well. Um, I really ended up enjoying sports performance and that that side of things. Um, so after leaving there, I ended up opening my own sports sports performance facility. Um, which then, at that point in time, my then girlfriend, which is now wife, uh, got a job offer here in Iowa, which was a blessing because you know my career personally is nothing has done nothing but grow, um, yeah. knowledge wise, and just my circle of people that I can actually talk to about these things. Yeah. Um, so that's you know it's just been a blessing in disguise. So came here, started working at Aspen Athletic Clubs um, in Ankeny. Ended up leaving there uh, a little over a year and a half after being there for about a year and a half or so. So like right after COVID, um, I was like, you know, this this is not where I want to be. I'd rather be doing this like for my own sure. and trying to build up my own clients as well as, you know, just doing it my own way as well as trying to learn from others. Um, so right after COVID, I stayed at Aspen for about a month or so. Um, and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to go and start my own deal. So we got started uh, back in October, working, just running a bunch of online programming right now. Um, that's that's just because that's where we're, what I can do with everything from leaving Aspen. Sure. But it's kind of where we're at on that. And got a main sports performance focus uh, for people you know, back home mainly on those clients. And then a few powerlifting clients here. So. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, what's your what's your like ideal client, or who do you who do you work with? So I have a few general physical fitness people. Um, those people obviously are just looking at trying to just maintain overall health as well as building a good base of strength. Um, but my, my main clientele at the moment would be more sports performance based. Okay. So um, I got several more of those than I do your general fitness now is that mostly like like high school college athletes or yeah so i have i have 
a few high school athletes and then a few college athletes as well. Um, yeah. And so the cool part about it is, is a lot of those guys have worked with me before, like in person, so they, they were, they came and worked at, worked out at my business down there. Yeah. Um, so that was always cool because they know exactly kind of where I'm going on things. Sure. Um, where did you go to school? I know it was in Kansas. I went to, I went to Hutchinson Community College and then okay. Southwestern Oklahoma State. Gotcha. That's not a school I'm familiar with at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, Hutchinson is basically is where Superman's from. So they call it Smallville, like once a year. Yeah. I've heard of that school. South, was it Southwest Oklahoma? Yeah. So it's in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Okay. Uh, it's about, yeah, it's an hour west of Oklahoma City. That's okay. all I tell people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a, uh, I mean, it's pretty small. Okay. I've that. only been through Oklahoma like once or twice anyway, so I'm not familiar with the state in general, but it's it's a lot. Think of everything that like Iowa is, but with red dirt. Gotcha. And that's it. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. So I know you said you had uh had the internship at the sports performance place. Um you kind of dive into just what exactly, like, what, what were your big influences and, like, what led you down this path and made you want to start your own place? Maybe you talked about that a little bit. But. So, when I was there um, and learning all those different types of things, I ended up learning and diving in more, like, outside of it um, through reading books, obviously, from, like, Louis Simmons and those type of guys and, like, um, Dr. Verkashansky. Um, Tudor Bampa. So those three guys are like insane pioneers when it comes to understanding like sports performance and actually how to get faster and jump higher and be stronger in general. Obviously, a lot of people know who Louis Simmons is, but he based his work off of these other guys. Um, so, you know, I've read, started reading their books and those guys and albeit they're not really doing more research and stuff like that is those are my main influences on these. Cause it's like one thing I've always wanted to do is be able to speak at like a conference or something over like about sports performance yeah. and so learning their information and being able to apply it and coming up with my own type of deal is kind of what has influenced me um, to be and try to do the things that I'm doing. I'm familiar with Louis uh, Simmons, but can you, for those that are listening that aren't familiar with him, can you just give a, like a little brief background on him and then kind of his methods and his methodology behind him? So Louis Simmons is from Westside Barbell. Um, he is the founder of sorts of the conjugate method. So basically all the conjugate method is, is taking sprinting, jumping and lifting and putting it all into one session, as well as obviously content constant variance in your movements. So like if you're familiar with CrossFit, CrossFit would also be like a variation of the conjugate method to an extent, um, you know, as well as adding like accommodating resistances and those type of things. And so the other guys that I mentioned they're those guys are from Russia um, and they back in the sixties and seventies, Russia was like leading the way when it came to all kinds of weightlifting research and, those types of deals. So their books obviously are still very good and they're still the most recent one they came out with um, was called super training. 
Okay. And that would be a book that I like, I would recommend for anybody that's interested in, like if you're interested in the science background of things, that would definitely be something to look at. Yeah, that's not a book I'm familiar with. I'll have to check that one out. I I can email it to you. Yeah. Don't worry. So, um, so I know um, I know you work with like rotational athletes. So you work with um, baseball players, some golfers. Um, is there anyone else you work with, or is that kind of your like? Um, when it comes to sports performance stuff, those are the main clients that I have right now. Um, I've always I used to work have some track athletes as well. Um, okay. So work working with those guys is really fun, especially on the baseball side, because that's my background of like my actual performance stuff. So it's always fun hearing from them on like how everything's translating over. Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where do you work out of? So right now, um, working online, I have at my house, we have a full gym at our house. So if I have any clients that um, can come there. They end up coming there to work out with me. Yeah. Um, and so one thing I do is I do some virtual training sessions with some of my clients just because like, I can't, obviously I have people that aren't here, um, that do their, my online stuff with me. Yeah. So I try to get some virtual stuff done with them. Um, I use true coach. So they okay. send me their workouts through true coach, like their videos of those things. Um, and try to get them the most feedback possible on that. Awesome. How would you define health? And then how do you stay healthy? I would define health as look good, feel good. <laughs> um, pretty some simple, but I mean, being healthy is something that is a choice. Sure. Um, and I've always, I've always felt that way that if you wanted to be healthy you can and it's like for me it was just making that choice um like my my freshman year of college whenever I was like first time on my own I really you know I was a that typical freshman that partied all the time had a whole lot of fun yeah um but one day my coach pulled me off to the side and he's just like look like look at yourself you know you gotta you gotta change sure and so really that's like that's what got me going on the path of health and uh, kind of the uh, way you needed. Huh? Yeah. I mean, cause it was one of those things he's like, you know, you're never going to touch the field if you don't figure this out. Cause I kind of, you know, I, I let myself go. I didn't try um, on that end of things, but being that wake up call from him really kind of opened my door to this whole world of things. Um, and so I made that choice and, here we are. Yeah. Now, when you first got to college, did you like? Did you know that this is something you wanted to go into, or was it after that point that you even decided to kind of change gears and? Go so there? when I was in like when I was in high school, I I obviously had an interest in it just because like, I was in sports and that was like the thing to do was be lifting. Um, but no, I really not until I got to like that moment, and then once I started seeing like oh crap, like I'm performing better. I feel better. It's like, I got to learn more about this. So, um, in college I changed my major probably three times, four times before I actually figured out that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. Cause you know, originally I was like, oh, I'm going to be this chemistry guy. 
and go do all of this stuff. And then I was like, wait, I don't have the time for this because I have baseball stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it was it was a big ordeal to kind of get to this point. Sure. Uh, but, you know, once I got into it and it was no turning back. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I love hearing people's kind of origin stories and where they where they started and their journey down and like where they're up now and where they're at. That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's I don't know. That's that's one of the most fun things with this podcast. I think is just, I mean, learning, meeting new people, learning from them, and just hearing their background because everyone's got a unique story. Right. It makes it fun. So, what would you say? Like, what's your what's your personal training regimen look like? Or so your athletes do or um so my athletes and i we work out on a very very similar type workouts um it all kind of just depends on like where they're at in the training because i like to build a general base of strength and then they can get into more of the science based side of stuff where we're getting the accommodating resistance with bands or chains or those type deals sure um so like for me I'm squatting twice a week and benching twice a week. And then if I get, if I have an extra day where I have the time to, cause it all depends on my work hours. Um, if I have that extra time to, then I'll get another lift in and that'll be just kind of like a, as I feel type of thing. Sure. Um, I just have some fun on that day, yeah. but the client clients wise, you know, they go and they'll squat twice and they'll deadlift on one of those days as well. And then they'll bench once or twice on those other days. Sports performance wise, they get they have a sprint and a jump day, um, and those sprints and jumps days are typically on Saturdays. Okay. Just be, I like to, I like to keep all of those clients sprinting and jumping on the same day. That way, I know when I'm like going looking at their programming, I know exactly like where we're at and what type of stuff they need to do. Because like my baseball guys, for example, they have their season coming up in eight weeks yeah. for the high school guys that are in in the other states, and then. The college guys, they start in three weeks. Okay. So, you know, they're getting very now very specific on their movements. Their baseball, the college guys are getting ready to hit their last heavy lifts on things. Um, and now we're going to taper everything off and start getting everything into more of like, you know, season type lifting, um, keeping the volume pretty light. Sure. Um, but, you know, those – when they're in the off season stuff, I like to keep the volume going on a, a pendulum of sorts. Um, so they'll be going up the wave and then back down and then back up as we go. So, um, like I said, after, after they get that good general base of strength, we'll then add accommodating resistance with bands or chains, mix in different types of bars, such as like safety squat bar, um, the camber bar, and those type of deals. Try to save some shoulders. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I had a discussion with someone the other day about the like Tommy John surgery and how a lot of athletes now are not just having one, but they're having two. Yeah, come back from that. And... No, it's <laughs> and it's it's all too common um, seeing Tommy John. So I coach. My main job is I coach baseball full time now. After I left Aspen, I said, "As you know, what I'm going to start this business and I'm going to coach baseball full time." Sure. Um, so I coached with the Iowa Sticks. And, you know, one thing is like all of us, you know, we like, base in the baseball world, we're around Tommy John all the time. So it's almost like it's another part of it. Yeah. Um, but, 
you know, for me, I, it, it pisses me off at the end of the day. Cause it's like, there's so many things that we can be doing to help that athlete and help prevent that from happening. Sure. You know, um, a lot of the times it just happens from, you know, piss poor preparation on their behalf. Yeah. Uh, so us being able to, you know, in the position that we're in, us being able to actually teach them the proper way to get warmed up, the proper way to maintain arm, maintain arm strength and arm health and all of those things, you know, I feel like we can really make a difference for these guys by doing those things. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad you touched on that. I was going to ask like what, as a trainer and coach, like what you guys do. So that's perfect. Uh, what are, what would you say are the qualities that make a successful client for you? Being somebody that can give me good feedback, you know, uh, so right now majority of the client training is online. So for me not being there and not being able to be as hands-on as I like to be on these things, um, that's kind of the biggest key component. Yeah. So using true coach, which everybody doesn't know what true coaches, you can put your workouts in there, send them to your clients every week. They can put their notes on it themselves, little videos, all these things. So the more that they actually use the app for what it is, or I tell them like, Hey, just send it to me directly. And that's how you're like going to 100% guarantee an instant response. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so yeah. um, now I just have phones getting blown up just from people sending me their videos and stuff, which is awesome. I love it. Yeah. Cause that way now I can, they ensure that I'm definitely looking at it. Yeah. Um, so they send me their videos. I go over them. I send them the notes back on like the little tight fixes they need to make. Um, and they tell me like what they're thinking, how their body's feeling and those types of things. We make the adjustments from there. Yeah. yeah the communication piece is so big. Um, I've got a couple of remote clients as well and I've done some different remote sessions too over zoom with people. And it's, it's so much different than in person. I mean, you can't, like you said, there's no hands on component and you have to talk people through things and like some of the tests I do that I would do hands on, I have to try and figure out how I can walk them through it to do it themselves and right. super challenging. So, but then at the same time, like you mentioned, like getting feedback from them on the other end. So, you know, like, Oh, this, this is working or this isn't working. We need to adjust here. So if you don't get that feedback, you have no idea. Uh, right. There's some things you can see from a video, but otherwise like, well, and then, you know, most of the time they only have that one angle. <laughs> yeah. That's, things from. And you're like, you know, I was like, well, do you have another angle? No, that's all I got. It's like, ah, oh, dang it. Yeah, because <laughs> then your, your test results, your test results are going to get skewed. You yeah. know, it's like, all right, well, I got this angle here. Okay, but now I got to go do it again at this angle. All right now, it's now I know what I need to do and where I messed up on the previous one. So that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a challenge for sure. It's interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So how would you, or how, how do you help your clients reach their goals? Like what's your big thing there? So especially like sports performance wise, I talk to them like, Hey, your season's X amount of weeks away yeah. or your day's this amount. And it kind of keeps them focused and on that track of, Hey, I got this many weeks to get ready. And, you know, I, I find it hard pressed for me to have clients right now that aren't motivated to want to be better. Um, typically if I 
you know, if I have a client that doesn't really care for or care for that, I just kind of tell them, Hey, that's kind of, I'll give you your workouts and stuff, but we kind of need to get you going or part ways. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I'm very, very goal oriented on my end of things. And I want to see specific things from these, from these clients. And I want to, if they're not getting there and we're not getting these results that one, they initially tell me they want, then there's something going on either on my end or on their end. And if it's on my end, I'm more than happy to try to work it out and fix it. And if it's on their end, then we're going to have to sit down and have a conversation on it, you know, because at the end of the day, their goals and what they want to accomplish is way more important than what I have in mind for them. Right. Uh, because if they're not accomplishing what they want, then, you know, they're going to get set back on whatever that is. Yep. Or they're going to get set back in another aspect of life. And that's not, anything that any of us want um what motivates you me personally is my wife and being able to make try to create the life that we've always talked about having um so you know i spend a lot of a lot of time working right now to try to make that happen and you've got a little one on the way right i do i do indeed Say it again. When does she do? It'll be August. August. So like first week of August, late July, yeah. This is your first, correct? Correct. Yeah. So now, you know, now the work really has to begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you're you're excited, uh, probably a little bit terrified as well, right? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It's all the above. I tell you when I, so coolest thing I've ever experienced in my life was the ultrasound. Yeah. So sitting there. And you hear the heartbeat and it's just like, just like, whoa. Yeah. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. Like it makes you step back and just kind of like sit there and just, you know, it was so cool. It was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. I've got three kids now and it's like each one, it's the same thing. It's just like, it's just mind blowing. You're like, holy, like it makes it real. You know, it's like, yeah, there it is. It's like, God, oh, there's actually a little human in you. Yeah. <laughs> so cool. It's yeah. It's a fascinating and, terrifying experience all in one <laughs> i don't think it gets i think it gets worse like the or you know at least for us it like we think we became more and more terrified for each one it's like you know especially with both yeah. in medical my wife's a nurse um you just know too much like, yeah <laughs> no, I, less yeah. Sometimes, so but yeah so they're they're healthy so. there it is that's what matters yeah. so do you know if it's boy or girl yet uh, it's early. No, no, it's a little early right now. She's only she's about eleven weeks long. Okay, about, almost I'm about, not, about, I'm, almost to twelve. I'm uh, I'm terrible at math, but it sounded pretty early. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. So she'll be doing first week of August. So we'll find we'll we'll find out probably. I think it's like March. Okay, you're gonna find out. Yeah. I'm terrible at surprises. I hate surprises. We are too. We're planners too. So like we had to, we don't wanted everything ready to go each time. Like, yeah, we, yeah. we couldn't wait the whole time. Kudos to everyone that can. I think that's really awesome. I think it'd be a really fun surprise, but. No, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people. If I like, for example, like if I see a box under the Christmas tree that has my name on it, like I want it right then and there, yeah. you know, I, I can't wait. <laughs> We're, uh, yeah, we're pretty notorious too for like buying presents and it's like, all right, here you go. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Nice. Um, let's do a couple just kind of spitfire questions uh, here. So what would you say you're best at? And then what do you struggle with? So I think I'm best at getting the most out of my clients. And then I think I'm the worst at getting them the immediate feedback. Um, because, you know, on that end of things, like I'm, I'm fairly busy, you know, because I have a full-time job coaching baseball outside of that and those hours are kind of you know after it's like one in the afternoon until 10 o'clock at night so i'm fairly busy on that end of things but you know i try to get get to that as soon as i can sure um but then you know being pretty good at trying to keep people motivated is you know what i would say i'm best at yeah. awesome um uh, this one's perfect for you so what is your walkout song so it's You Can't Stop Me by Andy Mineo. Okay. So that was my, it was, it's a, he's a Christian rapper. Okay. Um, he, uh, I heard this, I heard it my freshman year of college. We were playing a school in Arkansas and they, it, this kid walked out to it and none of us knew what it was. Yeah. And so the second we heard it, like whenever we got back on the bus to drive home, like we were all trying to find this song. And so, you know, after we found it and started diving into the lyrics of it and like actually like listening to it and I was like, okay, this is it. Like, this is the one. So, you know, that was my walk-up song from that day forward and always will be. What was the name again? You Can't Stop Me by Andy Mineo. It kind of starts out like a little rocker-ish, but then goes into like his, his renditions of what a rap would sound like. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. I have to look that up. I'm learning all kinds of things from you, Joel. Well, hope so. I learned. <laughs> I learned things from. Every, I'm trying to learn everything from a bunch of people. So recently, I sent out a uh, a message to I don't know, probably 20 different strength coaches like all around the world. Yeah. On like what their philosophies are of like strength conditioning, just questions like that, just to try to you know one spark conversation as well as like learn more on their end of like what they enjoy doing with their clients. Um. I got a response from a guy in the UK that specializes in track athletes. Oh, nice. And it was, you know, one of those moments where it's just like, dude, this is so cool. Because, yeah. you know, what we what we do literally reaches worldwide. Sure. Yeah. Have you, uh, are you familiar with Brett Bartholomew? Yes. Yeah. His, like, his, his stuff's really good. Um, and just like we talked about earlier with communication. Mm-hmm those barriers um i got the opportunity to hear him speak uh when was that october november of last year he came to uh i'm part of this business group and he came and spoke with that so that was that was pretty amazing fun experience and he had us go through some different drills that as you're sitting there like oh yeah that's easy and then once you get put up in front of 100 people it's like oh yeah that's not <laughs> that's not <laughs> uh one of them was like Trying to, gosh, what was it like? Trying to explain to a caveman like what a microwave is, <laughs> like, things like that. Like that you don't think about. Now they they had a ton of different drills. It was a lot of fun, but uh, really honed in on like the importance of communication. I enjoy listening to his stuff and following along with him. Sure. He's uh well, he's from Nebraska originally, but he said he has family. Here in West Des Moines, so hmm. maybe we'll stop by someday. Maybe. <laughs> so, 
if you weren't um uh, you weren't a coach, you weren't a trainer, what would you be doing? You know, so you sent me this question the other day, and the first thing that came to my mind was to be like doing taxes. Yeah. I have no idea why. That was just like the first thing that came to my mind. And I was with one of my clients at that time, and she's like, Well, why don't you just run for president? I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you enjoy, do you enjoy that stuff or do you enjoy math? Like it's, I don't know. It's just like something that came to my mind. Like I, I enjoy numbers and I enjoy like crunching numbers. Yeah. Um, like I enjoy type, like I enjoy punching numbers into calculators. Sure. Like it's like oddly satisfying to me. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think that's kind of why, you know, I, I mean, so in college I started out as a chemistry major Sure. and I, was, and I realized quickly that I, that was, I didn't have the time. I, quite the time constraint yeah, is hard. Um, I struggle yeah. yeah and so then i was like you know what well i'll just do the next best thing i'll just switch to math <laughs> so you know here i am i'm doing math and i'm you know i what was it calculus calculus was the world's hardest class for me yeah. and so i was like you know what? maybe math's not my my route either <laughs> so and i was like then we finally i'd say all right well i'll be a teacher and i was like no Nope. So I, I student taught for a day or two sure. and the teacher said the exact same thing two days in a row, like same introduction to the class, same words, literally word for word for eight hours, two days straight. <laughs> I was like, Nope, I'm out. Yep. So then I finally, I finally found exercise science. And I was like, this is it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I like, as far as numbers go, like I like data and I like, big picture i like seeing like the end result and what they can do right but punching the numbers in and doing the calculations not me that's my wife like she's <laughs> the numbers person i like just seeing what like seeing the insights and seeing like i said seeing that data and like, yeah lines over time and manipulating things and seeing like where that goes i think that's a lot of fun yeah so at my at my baseball job um i do a lot of our data for our hitters yeah because that's that's my job is I'm the director of enhancements for our fielding guys and hitting stuff. So, um, I, I punch in all those numbers and stuff and all the data points that we've learned. Yeah. And it's been amazing to see like progression of these guys we've made over the last six months. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a lot, of, especially when you yeah. see it, like you see that trend line, you see it going in the right direction, you know, you, you can attribute it to something that you did and you put in there. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of fun and gives you a lot of satisfaction. So, Nice. Well, Joel, is there anything else that you want people to know about you? Um, really enjoy what I do. <laughs> you know, really enjoy what I do. And look, my, my main thing at the end of the day is it's not, yes, making money and stuff and doing it is nice, but I don't, I could care less on that end no. because I, more eyes and stuff that we can get in front of and the more people that we can help, that's the goal. Yeah. You know, if we're able to help 10 people tomorrow instead of three, then mission accomplished, yeah. you know? So, yeah. um, I, like on my social media stuff, like I try to get out as much content as I can. Yeah. Um, just obviously time permitting, um, to try to give out as much information about what we do as possible yeah. because the more, like you can probably go through my posts and create your own workout program just from those. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to 
obviously try to get as much information as I can to help as many people. So, yeah, no, I, I'm, I love that. I'm, I'm the same way. Like money doesn't motivate me at all. Right. <laughs> you know, like you said, like I have to, I have to make money. I have to be able to feed my family, but I don't care to be a millionaire. Like that'd be great, but that's not my goal. Yeah. My goal, like you said, is just to, to impact people. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those things, like, the more that you can do that and the more people that you can help, then the money stuff comes, you know. But if you're so, if you're focused on the money, then you're not going to be able to impact people. Right. Absolutely. Awesome, Joel. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, how can they do so? Um, so on Twitter and Instagram, it's at BaxleyStrength. And then my email is BaxleyStrength at gmail.com. And so those are kind of the three communications I use for it. Perfect. We'll uh, add links to those in the show notes. So thank you so much for uh, taking your time. Hey, thank you for having me. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life, head over to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn more.